I think that also relates to always feeling like you have to have this special idea or the special fancy trick or something like that, but that it is very normal human beings that build an online business. There's nothing special about us other than that we really take a lot of action to try to realize it. Like the most important things is just to, to do something every day. You don't need to take the perfect action, but most importantly is to, to do something. This is Debbie and welcome to another episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to become location independent. We'll learn how to create sustainable laptop lifestyles from the experts that will help us achieve freedom from our nine to five. The upside to being location independent is I can take my work with me anywhere I go. This week, I was able to record this episode in the beautiful island of Sunset Key in Florida. You don't need a passport to experience the island life if you book your next trip and stay at Sunset Key Cottages. But vacationers, beware. You may not want to leave this island once you step foot into the clear blue waters and dine on the most delicious seafood. Go to Sunset Key Cottages for more information. Hey everyone, this week I speak with Julia, who is a violin teacher and the founder of the online violin school, Julia's Violin Academy. She's also the author of the Amazon bestseller, The Ultimate Book for Violin Beginners. Her website, violinspiration.com, shares easy violin tutorials, sheet music, and inspiration to help people all across the world to learn to play the violin with joy. Listen on to find out how Julia has been able to create income as an online music teacher. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm here with Julia. Hey, Julia, how are you? Hi there. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. So can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And this is actually really exciting for me because this is my first podcast interview ever and I love to listen to podcasts myself so (laughs) thank you so much for having me today it's so much fun to be on the other side that's amazing I'm so glad that I'm the first one (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um so why I live an offbeat life well the story of me starting my online business didn't really start with the idea in mind from the start that I would live this offbeat life and build an online business actually when what happened is since that I was very young, I always loved creating. So I was always creating songs for my violin school at the time, or I was even creating songs about homework. I was organizing workshops. I always liked to create and organize my own things. And when I first read about online business on the internet, I was like, wow, this is such an amazing opportunity to create things and share it with a much bigger audience. Because until that time, I've just been creating things for myself or maybe for my friends or created songs that I shared with small groups of people. And then I saw this big opportunity to actually start sharing on social media and to reach a much bigger group of people. So it actually started with the idea that I wanted to share my creations on the internet to really contribute and not only create for myself, but also to contribute my creations and to feel more of a feeling of purpose. It's really incredible what you've done, Julia, because you've taken your passion and you've made money from it. And a lot of people, I mean, that's a dream come true, right? Especially for a creative person, for a musician, anyone creative, 
people think that you're going to be a starving artist if you do that. But we are at a time right now that because of the internet, we can really make money like we've never been able to before. So that is really exciting. That is definitely true. I feel like the internet is an amazing opportunity, especially for creative types. And I I do believe that all of us have a creative spirit in them. Like I believe everybody has this, can relate to feeling creative, especially as a child. Everybody likes to create, right? Everybody likes to draw something or to create something. And yeah, I think this is an awesome opportunity to actually... To, to to ignite that passion or I don't know how to say that in English and to actually like create or make a living out of it. Yeah, that's amazing. Now let's go back to when you first had the idea and then when you wanted to start your own company and business from this. What were the first steps that you actually took in order to realize your dream? Okay, when I first started my business, I actually just moved to Germany. And there I was starting an offline violin school actually at that time. And at the time that I was starting this offline school, I was reading a lot about marketing and how to market my offline school. And this is actually when I first stumbled upon the idea of building an online business. And while I was at it, I was like, oh, yes, that's amazing. This would be an amazing add-on and way to spread even more of the things I like to create. So when I first started and read that article directly the day after, I started my YouTube channel. And I started to create my first video. So that was how I started. I started my YouTube channel. And how did it go from having a YouTube channel to now having your own online business and actually teaching people how to play the violin? Well, that is definitely has definitely been a long journey. It has been four years ago now since I started my YouTube channel. And yeah, it started with me posting tutorials. And actually, it was quite overwhelming because it felt like there needed to be done so, so much in order to build the business that I have I had in mind or that I envisioned for myself. And it was just really like one step at a time. So creating a website, learning how to create websites, then learning how to do SEO and YouTube and how to grow my social media. And after that, creating ebooks, writing ebooks. So it has been a lot of little steps. And there wasn't like one secret thing, but just day out, day in, day out, just working towards that vision. And each day I was asking myself, what is the most useful thing I can do right now to make this dream happen? And that was something different every day. And that's the greatest thing about people like you, Julia, is you don't stop. You keep going. And looking back at everything, it was those little things that led up to the big things that's happening to your life right now. So sometimes it can get really overwhelming to look at other people's lives and see their successes. And you have to realize that they started with nothing like all of us, right? We started with nothing. And then we kind of snowball from all of that because of all of the different things that we've done every single Mm -hmm. day. And now look at you, you have four years later, you have this incredible business and you have an online business that was impossible to do before. And you can live and work from anywhere, which is awesome. (laughs) Yes. And I definitely relate to what you say that so many people do feel like you have to, I, th- I think that also relates to always feeling like you have to have this 
special idea or the special fancy trick or something like that. But it is really, it is just really simple. It's just very normal human beings that build an online business. There's nothing special about us other than that we really take a lot of action to try to realize. I think you can relate, right? When building a podcast, like the most important things is just to to do something every day. You don't need to take the perfect action, but most importantly is to to do something. Yeah, absolutely. There's really nothing special about any of us. I'm sorry to say this, guys, <laughs> but it's just <laughs> a lot of hard work and dedication yeah. and really focusing yourself on your craft and making yourself better. Obviously, we all have some sort of talents, but if we don't use it or if we use it the right way, it becomes even more. And that's what makes each of us yeah. special. So all of us can do it. Yeah, and I loved how you said like, Focus on your craft and on your, uh, because that is basically what it is, right? If you do something day in, day out, you will automatically become better at it. And if you want to become an online entrepreneur, you don't do need to, to know a fancy trick. You just need to practice being an online entrepreneur every single day. Just like my students need to practice violin. There's no better way to become good at something than to practice it. Absolutely. And you keep getting better every day. There's going to be failures along the way, but it's going to be great. And also make sure you stay tuned for the extended interview with Julia because she's going to be talking more about how she started her online business as a musician. So that's going to be really exciting. So Julia, talking about failures, what has been the biggest setback that you have encountered throughout this whole process? And what was the biggest thing that you've learned from it wow that's a difficult question i feel like there has been a lot of setbacks little setbacks or definitely a lot of mistakes that i made Mm, but i've never really felt any of these mistakes or setbacks as a real like problem or setback because i always found something that i've learned from it or that it helped me to realize that i'm not doing something right Maybe one of the mistakes I recently made is that we just we we switched to a different payment provider in our membership site. That is where that is like our main business is our membership site, Julia's Violin Academy, and we coincident. How do you say this in English? Not coincidentally, but we mistakenly. Yeah, we mis- we mistakenly uh, deleted a part of our customer base like I think like half of our customers so that was definitely a big mistake and I was a little bit stressed out about this in the beginning I was like oh my god that was like the the big mistake because that was the same time that we actually got someone new on board so we were just you know having a third person on board and I felt like oh no that, that was not the right time to like delete half of our members and miss so much income But um, actually, in the end, it turned out fine. And yeah, actually, many of the members, we sent them an email like, oh, we accidentally (laughs) canceled your account. And they were a little bit confused why we would do that. But many of them actually came back right away because they said they loved our academy and they really wanted to stay a member. So actually, in the end, it was not a very big problem. (laughs) Well, you've learned a very valuable lesson there. So that's a good thing about setbacks. Yeah, I think the the good thing actually to to take in mind, if you think about setbacks, there's not really such a thing like a real like 
problem or something that will kill your business, you know? There is, of course, things that can happen and you will lose a lot of income or a lot of opportunities. You can make a really big mistake. But in the end, I always have this deep trust in myself that I really, really want to do this. I feel this with all my heart. This is not something I just do to make money and to then um, do the four-hour work week, which, by the way, would also be a great idea for some people but i really feel like this is more than just my business this is my whole passion and i feel like a part of my purpose and the way i want to contribute so even if something goes wrong i still want to continue it's it's it is out of the question for me that it's i can make such a big mistake that this will go away this spark inside of me that is something that cannot go away with the loss of customers or income or any of the yeah you you know what I mean all the the serious business things that you need to take care of and you know what Julia I've spoken about this before one of the biggest things that's really crucial is having passion for what you're doing even if it's not the actual craft but maybe the process of what you're doing will go a really long way because especially if you're just starting out there's going to be a lot of setbacks that's going to be coming along the way and if you don't have any passion for what you're doing for either the craft or the process, you're not going to last. It's going to fizzle out very fast. But if you have real passion for it, then you're going to keep going because sometimes it's the only thing that'll keep you on that path. Yeah. Yeah. And it is so important what you said, like you need to have a passion for the process. It is not necessarily that you need to have the biggest passion for the kind of topic you have your business about, but you do have to like being an entrepreneur and you do have to like that struggle, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, there's a lot of it. <laughs> and, and I think we entrepreneurs, we all like this feeling of challenging ourselves to do something that we think maybe we cannot do, you know? Absolutely. It's really exciting every day and it's frustrating. But then once you figure it out, you feel so happy and feel really proud of yourself. (laughs) Indeed. And I actually think that is so similar to what my students feel when practicing the violin, because as a violinist, I know all about challenging yourself. And I felt like this is just another challenge, just like learning a musical instrument, building a business. You're so right, Julia. It's so many challenges and it's also sometimes endorphins you get from that. It's just really exciting and you keep going. And if you don't have the mentality for this, that's why a lot of people go back to their nine to fives, which there's definitely nothing wrong with that. I'm so proud of those people that actually go outside of the box and try this. But it's it's not for everyone because there's definitely a different type of mentality that you need to have to stay on this course for sure. I definitely believe so too. I think it is definitely nicer for the more like adventurous kind of people that like in general to challenge themselves and learn new things all the time and to never feel secure in a way. And actually I do on the other side, I have a lot of respect for people that go to normal jobs because I, I don't know if I could do it because it is such a, you need so much dedication to do the same thing every single day. And I, I think it is another world, you know, like I, I'm not sure. I think a lot of entrepreneurs would find it difficult actually to have a nine to five. 
It's true. <laughs> it's so, yeah. really funny that you say that because a lot of people will look at our work and our businesses and say, I don't know how you guys do it. And then we say the same thing to people who have nine to fives yeah. and say the same thing that they do. It's like, I don't know how you do that. <laughs> Indeed, it's just different challenges. It's a completely different challenge. Yeah. Definitely different types of people and different types of challenges, like you said. Now, we have talked about you creating your business and some of the challenges that you've had with it. How are you able to create income at the start and how do you continue to create income today? Okay, yeah. At the start of my business, I was actually a freelance violinist. So I was playing music in bands and I would just earn money that way. So I was doing a lot of evening concerts and That was a lot of fun as well. And that is how I initially made income. So as a freelance musician, and then I also started teaching. So I got my freelance clients. So the first sources of income weren't digital. They were just like freelance one-to-one or one-to-many in the case of a concert, but it was like, yeah, just in real life, you know? And I started to, I wanted to get more digital income as well to get this sense of security that wherever I would go, I could take this business with me. And also I feel like if we have digital income, there's a lot of more creativity involved because if you teach a lot one-to-one, you will go through the same process with a lot of people. Whereas if you are creating online courses or books, you can create a course once and then have a lot of people that can benefit from it. And you can actually get into a new topic. So it's very exciting being a creator to create new things all the time. So I I always like to go more in the direction of digital products. So at some point I started creating eBooks, then I was selling e-courses. And now I have a membership site where it all comes together and there's books and courses on the site. That is incredible because now it's something that you can do from anywhere. And a lot of my audience, obviously most of them, will want to be able to do that. How were you able to get the ideas to create the topics and the niche that you had formed in your industry? So... Actually, I think for for your audience, so for the people that are listening right now, if I would start again, maybe to make it more relatable, when I would start out again, I would start with offering services again. And if I would find it really important that I can travel at the same time, I would just offer my services online. So for instance, giving classes as a teacher on the internet, that is just the same as offline classes. So I wouldn't directly start with online courses because I... I'm a true believer of creating results with one or a small group of people first before getting into online courses. Because first you need to prove that you can actually help people with the information you have. And to go through that process with a lot of clients will actually give you a very clear idea of what a course needs to entail. So actually teaching a lot of offline students or teaching a lot of Freelance students, not sure how to say that in English. Could you say freelance students? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, teaching a lot as a freelance teacher helped me to get a really clear idea of what everybody needs that 
is learning to violin. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's, it's a really good idea to do that because then you will be able to find out what their problems are and then you can solve it by creating the e-course. So that's a really good way yes. to do it. And to also know if you have clients that want your services when you are able to find a small amount of people to do it and then test out your products and services yes. before you give it to the mass. And you will, it will both give you confidence and it will make you more proficient at what you are teaching if you are teaching courses. It will make you more proficient teacher if you actually already know you can create results for your students. Absolutely. Now, have you done any marketing techniques that have been really successful for you? Can you name at least one of them? Okay, I think my main marketing techniques are one, content marketing. So putting stuff out for free and especially in combination with search engine optimization, which is a complete other topic that would be too much to talk about. But definitely <laughs> look it up if you are interested in doing content marketing. So content marketing is basically creating videos, creating blog posts. In my case, I created a lot of videos and I combined content marketing with opt-ins. Actually, just like you are doing, Debbie, with your podcast. So content marketing and then combining it with opt-ins. And in each piece of content, you actually offer an extra opt-in, an extra for the subscriber. And then a lot of my sales came from email marketing in the end. That is such a great tool to use because a lot of people love content creation, but they don't know how to be able to get opt-ins from that. So we'll talk about that in the extended interview as well and also your techniques for those. Yeah. Now let's look forward to 30 to 40 years from now and you're looking back at your life what legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for oh wow that's a deep question let me think about that i think this is a really difficult question and i think what is really important to me is to live from a place of love maybe that sounds really weird and spiritual or something like that right now but what I mean with that is that I want to create, like in business and in my life, I want to live from a place of really caring for other people and for my environment. And at the same time, also receiving love from my environment. So I feel like that is most important to me in my life, that I want to love and be loved. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's a good legacy to have because we all need it, right? Whether we need love for ourselves and from other people too. So that's always good to have. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like if I, if I imagine my business growing further, I would really like to give, this is also what I would like my clients to get, you know, like a really positive experience where they feel really like seen and that they like that, that I'm spreading actually positive vibes in the end to the world and another thing that i'm really really passionate about is to give back with my business this is also one of the reasons i'm really motivated to grow my business is to actually be able to share a part of my income with people that are not as fortunate as me that are maybe not born in western countries and had all the possibilities mm -hmm. in the world and uh, yeah, I'm really motivated right now by a group called Effective Altruism. And this is a group that 
yeah, you can look it up and it is really interesting. They actually, they are people that are spending their lives to in the pursuit of doing good in the world. And I would really, really like to be a person that does that. Yeah, and that would be the biggest thing that we can definitely do is not just do good for ourselves, but also for other people and to spread whatever happiness and you know, wealth that we have as well, not just with money wise, but also with what we've learned. Yeah. Now, yeah, so that's good. I'm I'm so glad that that's the thing that you're working on. And I'm sure a lot of people want to be able to do as well. Now, Julia, if somebody's listening to this and they want to do something similar to what you're doing, what would be your best advice for them for someone who's just starting out? Mm. If you're just starting out, hmm, it really depends on where this person is because I really feel like it's different for everybody. Like it depends on if they already know what they want to do or if they have no idea yet. Could you tell me like what kind of person can I have in mind? Yeah, so somebody who also is a creative a musician like you and they also want to maybe do an online business because they want to be able to live and work from anywhere. Okay, mm, let me think about it. I think the first, the first thing that is important if you want to start an online business and if you are a musician and want to teach on the internet, I think is to grow an audience. Because without an audience... You don't have anybody that will find you or see you or that you can sell anything to. So I think the first step you need to take is to build up an audience. And I think especially in the music space, YouTube is the place to go or any kind of video content, because that is where you can teach most easily. So that would be the first step to take. And I also think I would tell that person there's no one right way or no one secret way or you know if you if you really want to do this you will find a way that is the the whole idea that if you will take a little step every day you will do this and of course you need to be a little bit smart about it so you do need to find ways to reach people and to actually build products but if you are doing both of that I think you will be moving in the right direction so yeah (laughs) and of course we are gonna dive deeper into this in the extended interview so make sure you look out for that and go to our website theoffbeatlife.com so julia are you currently working on anything that you're excited about one thing i'm really excited about currently is that i just organized my first violin camp slash retreat like experience we oh wow yeah we actually rented a complete little castle in the netherlands and we are holding a camp there for our all our members we are meeting up there for a week of offline violin playing so i'm really excited about that and meeting my members in real life and also just for this new experience because it's the first time and it has always been a dream of mine you're really going all out. Wow. A retreat in a castle. I mean, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? My, my website is www.violinspiration, violin inspiration. That is like one word, you know, violinspiration.com. <laughs> and if they want to sign up with, for lessons with me, if you want to learn the violin, you can find me at www.juliasviolinacademy.com 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Julia, for joining us today. I really appreciate all of the tips that you gave us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Julia. Make sure to visit TheOffBeatLife.com. Again, that's TheOffBeatLife.com to get the extended interview with Julia where she shares how to create an online music business. Hey, Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at TheOffbeatLife.com. I can't wait to hear from you. 